Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Med- Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Lizelle Wellbeing Show, the podcast that brings you your weekly dose of wellness wisdom that you can trust. And as always, it's been so lovely and immensely helpful for myself and the team to read through all your feedback about the podcast, about the show. Thank you very much for engaging with us and for sharing your thoughts and comments and following the recent episode with the incredibly brilliant Eleanor Mills. Come on, let's face it. We received this lovely comment from Chateau George 7 and it reads, quote, fabulous episode, gave me the final push to write a review for your wonderful podcast that I've been enjoying for a long time. Thank you for such fab content from a woman who totally changed her life in her 50s. Well, thank you, Chateau George 7. That is exactly what my aim is, is to help us all, particularly midlife women, to have a better second half. We're working on it and I'm very pleased that you enjoy the podcast and that it's had such a positive impact on your 50s. It is never too late, whatever your age, to make a genuine difference to how you look and feel. So thank you very much for taking the time to leave a review. Well, my guest today is the world-renowned osteopath, performance coach and recovery specialist to the stars, James Davies, nicknamed the Sherlock Holmes of body pain diagnosis and widely known as the man with the healing hands. Throughout his career, James has helped elite athletes and people of all ages improve their performance in sport and stay healthy while pursuing the forms of physical activity they choose. Well, he's worked with some of the world's most renowned athletes, names that we all know, including Olympic champions such as Simone Farah, Usain Bolt, as well as the A-list names from music, film, TV, clients such as David Beckham, Kylie Minogue, even Joe Wicks. My goodness. Well, James's mission is to help his clients understand how their bodies work and what they can do to recover from persistent or even new injuries. And his focus is on reducing pain while also increasing movement and flexibility, something, well, I think that we'd all benefit from. And he's shared his expertise in his very first book, Body, which has just been released. It's an accessible and practical guide, very easy techniques and strategies to heal, reset and restore the body and fuel it to its fullest health potential. And of course, we're going to be diving into some of these techniques and strategies in our chat today. James, welcome. Oh, thank you very much. It's so good to have a chance to talk to you. Well, there's so much that you do and know about that it's kind of hard to know where to start, really, because you talk about pain prevention, recovery, performance, osteopathy. I know that you've trained in lots of other different forms of hands-on therapies, which I'd love to, to chat to you about. 
What do you say is the overall kind of driving force in what you want to aim to achieve with your work? I just want to help as many people as possible because I just want to be that light in someone's life. If they've gone to various therapists and doctors and no one's given them the antidote to their pain or answers to why they might be in pain. And I only have two hands. I'm limited in how many people I can see. So so that's why I wrote this, this book, Body. And it was so intense writing it because I had to mix the right blend of anatomy and physiology as well with letting people to know that I'm not going to bore them with a lecture. So I, I wanted to, <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> so I wanted it to be an easy reading book and that yes. would be accessible to all. Because I think a lot of people listening might think, well, you know, if I'm going to be treated by an osteopath or have some kind of physical therapy, I'm going to have to go and see somebody. Is is there much that we can actually do on our own at home? There is, because that's, that's the first thing. I want people to understand how their bodies work and, it's really sad that we don't actually take care of our bodies and we only have one. We, we only have one body, so we have to take care of it. Sure. Um, so we take care of our laptops, our iPhones, <laughs> our, like any type of electronical equipment. We, we always get an update and a reset, so yes. why not us? Uh, I love that. That's a really great analogy. Let's just recap on your career because you've you've done a lot. You've obviously trained and worked with a variety of incredibly impressive names and people. How did it all start for you to get into this? So I was a talented athlete growing up. So my first love was track and field. So people like your Sally Gunnels, your Linford Christie's, all these types of athletes I just looked up to. And it was Linford Christie winning the 100 metres Olympic gold in Barcelona. That's what got me going. And being back at school, my teacher, Mr. Reitovich, my PE teacher said I was very talented at running. So I had something that I loved doing, but that was taken away from me when I was 16 years of age because I had a, a quad tear, a quadriceps tear. So that's the group of muscles on the front of your thigh. And having that injury, that was the turning point in my life when I knew that I wasn't going to go to the Olympics and be an athlete. So I needed a, another another path and I chose to be an osteopath so I, I had that tunnel vision to be a therapist and represent my country being the Great Britain team and go to the Olympics and I made that happen but I went to study to be an osteopath and during that time I was just mapping out how is this possible because working in sports is owned by physiotherapists that's the general pathway for a physio to either work in the, in the NHS or work in sports so it, it was unorthodox for an osteopath to do that but I just somehow did it. You know, I um, had that passion and, and determination to just go ahead and do it. So why did you choose osteopathy then? Why didn't you say, do you know, I'm going to be a, a sports physio and then travel to the Olympics and help fellow athletes? So the journey of an osteopath or the, the, the thought process, I really liked it because it was looking at the body as a whole. It was a holistic approach. I just like the philosophies linked to being an osteopath. And it was when I was at college doing my A-levels, one of my friends had a mum who was an osteopath. And the mum basically lent me a, a couple of books. And I just fell in love with the meaning of being an osteopath. So what's the definition of uh, being an osteopath? For those who've never seen one or never come across it, how do you differ from a physio and from, say, a chiropractor? What, what makes the osteopathy practice different from others? So this is a bit of a grey area because I see a therapist and I, I, when I say therapist, I, I 
talk about any type of manual therapy or anyone linked to medicine. So I think it's an art and you have to mix the science with the art and it's the experience over time. But if I was going to put it in words, an osteopath, as I said, they see the body as a whole. So you might come in with low back pain. So they would treat the source of where you're feeling the pain, but they would try and explore other areas in the body that might be contributing factors to you having lower back pain. So they use their hands as a diagnosis tool to, to help. Whereas, so I actually did this as a dissertation in my final year of university, mm-hmm. the, the difference between the osteopath and the chiropractor. Chiropractors, the sessions are normally lasting minutes to 15, 20 minutes. And they use a lot of manual therapy, so clicking. And they will use x-rays for a diagnosis. Whereas physical therapists, they aren't really hands-on. It's more about rehab exercises. So that's why they work in the NHS a lot. So so a patient would go and see a doctor to get the diagnosis at, at most times. And then the physio would give a prescription of exercises. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And where does cranial osteopathy sit with all of this? Oh, cranial, that's another world, another universe. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a bit of cranial. <laughs> uh, cra- seriously, cranial is such a good tool because like, it works with babies, it works with people with all types of pains. So it's this movement of the cranial bones, but it's, it's a territory where other therapists will say that you can't move the cranial bones, they are all fused. But over time, as a therapist, you can get the skill of palpation and feel the movement or a dysfunction in the skull that can be contributing to other issues in the body. And I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand work amazing it's, with different clients. It's very subtle, isn't it? Yes, it's, definitely. It's, you know, sometimes I've had cranial osteopathy and you lie and, and the, the therapist has got their fingers pressing up into the base of the skull to around the... Yeah cranium and they say that they're detecting some kind of pulse yeah and and gently easing that back into balance but honestly i mean you know skeptics amongst us will think well you just lie there and not much happens (laughs) and then you get off the table and you know hand over your cash and then you know off off you go but you do feel better and i i did it for my children for example when they were born because that the impact of the cranium on childbirth so fascinating and some of the other therapies i know that you've studied that i I don't know anything about things like, yeah. is it Tecar therapy from uh, Italy and Switzerland where you oh, studied? So, so I'm a gadget person and I love to like learn. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not a finished article and I've been fortunate to travel across the whole world and see different types of tools that can be so effective. So Tecar, I learned that when I was in Italy and working in track and field, I saw all of the elite athletes use it. So it's a non-invasive treatment. It's a radio frequency. And I'm not sure if you get beauty treatments, but loads of people use mm. radio frequency oh, on their I'd face. Oh, I love, love a bit of that. Yep. Yeah, all and the it, time. Works, mm-hmm. it works a trick. All of my clients use it just before the red carpet. It just gets the collagen in the face. But Tucker is for the whole body as well as beauty treatments. It can help with muscles. It can help heal faster. And it just goes to the cellular level. It releases energy within the cell to promote healing um, really i've ne- never heard of it so that's that's a real yes. new one for me so it's not really popular here and it, so i've got it on my website so every month i kid you not i have italians always ring me up saying oh really? my uh, my uh, doctor in italy said i should get tech therapy in the uk 
And um, I've been looking for hours and I've just seen your site and oh, please, can I book in the session? <laughs> so who who is it useful for then, you know, if if assuming that the majority of people listening are not elite athletes? Oh, it's useful for everybody. So I use it. So if someone's very acute and tender to that touch, as I said, it's a non-invasive treatment. So you can just place it straight on the area and it feels pleasant. It's a nice warmth sensation. Athletes would like use it just before an Olympic final because mm-hmm. the dosage of treatment has to be calculated and so good that the athlete's not going to feel bruised when they're, when having treatment and they just feel ready and alert. So it's kind of like a regeneration, but gets your body ready to Sounds- perform. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Something that yeah. I tried actually this summer and, and regular followers of mine might have seen some pictures that I put on Instagram and yeah. that's cupping. Oh, yes. And cupping is again something I know that you have studied and talk us through that because again, I was skeptical. I haven't done it for many, many years and I came across this great therapist in Italy who is, is a good friend and I trust. And he, he trained as a medic, actually. He's a professor of pathology and he said, actually, now, now I try and make people well by doing cupping. I was thinking, my goodness, you know, you've, you've got a great medical background. I'll, I'll trust you and put my body literally in your hands. Oh, and it was extraordinary. So why why do you use it? And can you explain to anybody who's not familiar with cupping exactly what it is? First of all, I just want to state that all these tools are effective, but we have to be careful in a way that, what's a good way of saying it, is that somebody can have a bad experience of cupping and then they just assume that, oh, that it's not good anymore because there are dangers, just like anything, like clicking necks, acupuncture, if you don't have a full case history and see if the patient can have this um, therapy so it can lead to something happening bad, you know. So going back right. to, to uh, cupping, it can cause blisters and if it's left on for a long period of time, we can cause a lot of harmful marks that can last for a long period of time. But, but going back to me, why I think it's effective. So in my book, I do talk about stress being a silent killer. So if if people have are really highly stressed, I've seen a pattern that like they are really tight in the neck and the shoulders and the back. So there's times that I don't start straight away using my hands through massage. It can just be that I put the cupping on and that kind of stimulates to that area and that sends a signal to the brain to say, just relax these muscles and just let go. And seriously, every time I'm just amazed and the patients are amazed as well, because I always use my hands to like scan and see where it is tight. Then I put the tools in. So when I put the, the cupping in, I take it off. Then the patient instantly feels a lot better. The tone of the muscles have, has soft, softened, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was just extraordinary. And I took my younger daughter, Brella, and she had a treatment and, and allowed me to watch it and actually take some pictures of it because it's very difficult. You're lying on your front and it happens on your back. So you, you're not, you don't kind of see what, what happens. So I was fascinated to actually watch her have it. And for me, I don't know if this is the way that you do it, but the therapist had these little glass cups, literally like little glass teacups and a flame and put the flame into the cup to, I think, take out the oxygen and then immediately put it on on the back, you know, quite tightly together. There must have been, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 little cups all over her back, which because they had no oxygen in them, it created a suction. So they they literally sucked onto her skin and encouraged blood flow and warmth and circulation. And Perfect. then I think he did some sort of energy work over the top, which I'm I'm not 
familiar with, but it, you know, it was sort of it was like hovering his hands over. I don't know whether it was Reiki because he wasn't using symbols. He wasn't making patterns. He was just literally just hovering. And from my understanding, Reiki is where you use patterns and symbols. Is that right? I think it's just energy, like it's the, it's the warmth. So there's different names to like therapy in different terms, but it's just the person. Whilst you learn over time and it's just being effective as possible. So going back to like cupping, so I use bamboo cups. So there's different forms. There's right. glass, there's bamboo, then there's the plastic ones that you can pump up. So I also use fire, fire cupping as well. And I just find the suction is amazing, but, but I don't keep it on for a long, long time because the aim is not to like cause bruisings and things. Of course, bruising no. happens. But as you mentioned, it's the blood flow to stimulate that area, to bring harmony to that site where you, you mm-hmm. are placing the cups. Mm. Yes. I mean, we, we, we had some little marks afterwards on our backs, but there wasn't any bruising and it, it went, um, it went after a couple of hours. We were actually in Italy. So we were wearing sort of little strappy Amazing. tops in the evening and, and it was, you know, <laughs> going out to supper and everyone was saying, Oh, we can see that you've been to see Sebastian because we can see you've got the cup oh, marks, bless. you know, on, uh, on your back, but they had gone the next day. And, and actually it was a very good way. It was almost like a sort of a non hands on massage because you did feel that the blood flow was being stimulated into that area. Tell me about something else, which I know that you've studied in, I think maybe Thailand. Is it called Tok Sen? Is that right? Tok Sen, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. What is that? So it's just basically hammer therapy. So it's a stimulation. So on um, acupressure points and um, it does work. It works amazing. Most recently people in America, so there's a chiropractor in America that uses it but it originates from Thailand. So I used to go to Thailand a lot and learn different skills, but that just stood out. And I mainly use it on uh, athletes here. So the athletes that have dense muscles in the bum, in the lower back, I just apply it there and they feel great. They feel great. Mm. Um, so it's like a hammer. You said it was like a hammer therapy. Is that like, I've seen some of these, they almost look like power tools, to be honest. They, I mean, they look oh, a bit scary. Massage guns. <laughs> yeah, massage <laughs> guns. <laughs> Is that something that we could, you know, benefit from? Should, should an individual, you know, be investing in a massage gun for home use? So we live in a time when there's loads of gadgets now. So we're very mm. fortunate that there's loads of tools that we can use back at home. But just like anything, as I mentioned, there needs to be a caution on how to use these things because if you go and just use it and not know what you're doing um in this instance massage guns shouldn't be used on bone because that would really hurt <laughs> not on be, your be, bone okay not on bones it should be used on the, on the muscles and it shouldn't be used if you've just torn a muscle if something's very acute you shouldn't be using a massage gun if you've got a tightness somewhere or you, you just want to loosen up so it's good for like a warm up to to like get the fresh blood in the area and get things moving. And I do talk about this in the book, the do's and don'ts of using a massage gun. <laughs> right. Well, that's going to be really useful, I think, because I'm I'm seeing them pop up everywhere. I think maybe I'm being targeted with my Instagram ads. They probably think that I'm very tense because I'm always being asked to buy one. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Are you tense then? Do you always feel... I- Yes. Yes. Well, I do a lot of work on a laptop, like so many people, or on small screens, you know, so that whole thing of tech neck and 
hunching over. I do have to remember to look up, look away, to stretch, to do some sort of back bends. And I mean, I'm literally sitting as I talk to you now, I'm sort of moving back from the microphone and stretching my, my shoulders out. And presumably that's quite a common issue now for people. Do you see a lot of people with tension in neck and shoulders? Yeah, tension in neck and shoulders. Like we have to kind of see ourselves if we're sitting down like as Formula One drivers because you know, they are they are sat for like hours. But the thing is... Good point. Like we are all athletes in a way because we have to highly perform at, at our jobs, whether if it's a non-active job or an active job. But if we're sitting down a lot, we need to have regular breaks. I think this is the biggest myth is that people just assume that you need to dedicate an hour of yoga and Pilates to, to like be effective. But it can just be, as you mentioned, if you've got, you've got your shoulders rolled in and you're looking down, do the opposite. Try and like look up to the heavens, try and stretch your chest to like make sure that you open up. And I think, think that's the biggest thing because once we get into that posture for a number of years, it can have a massive change. It can yes. make us to have degeneration at a faster weight. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I am looking to stop that. I, I want people to start moving and not be embarrassed to that move. <laughs> you know, yes. um, We have to think about us first. I did read somewhere, it was a great line, it said that sitting is the new smoking. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we are just sitting far too much. We're sitting at our jobs, we're sitting in our cars, we're sitting on the daily commute, we're sitting in front of the TV, you know, we're sitting at the at the dinner table and actually our bodies were not designed to be sat for so long in that position so do you think we can help combat that by just, you know, literally just remembering to get up every hour or so and, and move in some way, some simple way? So my way of thinking now, that's realistic for all. We have to try and multitask. So there's th- things that we can't help because that's how the world is now that we have to sit down for a long period of time. So I would say in the, the morning, if you're going to brush your teeth, just march on the spot. If you sat at, at a desk, just um, do ankle circles. Like right. like once or twice a day, or you can just um, get up and do a, a quick squat back and forth during your lunch break and then sit back down. But I'm not trying to give people the exact thing to, to do. I'm trying to get them to like, think because I know everyone's different and, and unique in their own way. So I'm trying to think of things that they can do that you think is real, realistic for them yes. and no one else. And I think that's the problem. There's so many experts out there saying that you must do this. This research indicates this, but I want people to mix the research with common sense and something that works for like them saying, oh, well, well, I felt really good when I did, did a foot bath as I was watching the uh, movie. Well, you know? <laughs> yes, and I feel, I feel that I'm not tired in my legs now, that I can go for a walk. So it's just um, kind of pinpointing and doing a trial and, and error and make it fun. Don't, yes. don't make it like, oh, I've got to go to the gym now. And I'm worried that people are going to look at me that I'm in the gym, so I'm going to panic and not do nothing. You know, that's a common <laughs> that's a common yeah. theme. You know, <laughs> yeah, you give up before you start, don't you? Really? Yeah. Well, after the break, we'll talk specifically about what we can be doing because I know you've got some fantastic advice in the book, and also talk about pain management, which is is very relevant for so many of my listeners. But before we do that, I'd just like to finish off with a couple of questions, really, about some of the therapies that you use and some yeah. of the ones that I'm hearing about. 
about. So, for example, sitting in an ice bath. You know, I'm good old oh, Wim Hof. You know, he's, he's, he's got us all icing like crazy. And I do love a cold shower. I'm not quite sure I'm ready, like my lovely friend Tonya Buxton, who sits in her freezer, literally covered in ice every morning. But what, what's, what's your view on cold therapy? So it's changed my life. And I'm not really? even, even wow. exaggerating here. So it lifts my mood. I do it every morning and, and at night time. And it's just my time to kind of reflect on my life and just the many things that I did in that day. And I've seen a change in the people's lives that I've advised them to do it. So Joe Wicks, I basically told him, what are you doing? You are an athlete. You're training hard. You're saving the nation here. But you need to think about you. You need a recovery unit or space in your house to just have a reset. So he invested in an ice bath and a sauna and a jacuzzi. And he just feels so good for it. So good. I actually met Wim Hof because Russell Brand was doing a, a wellness kind of day. I in, saw um, that. The, I saw that. On, I think one of yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I, I follow Russell Brand and I saw yeah. that and he was great with that, really. Oh, seriously, he's such an amazing human <laughs> being and just the energy, yeah. how he had a, a big reach of people to like come. And so I went with Joe and I met Wim Hof for the first time and it was a pleasure doing an ice bath with him. So it's just, just, just good that his Wim Hof method has, has inspired a lot of people to to not worry because I think that's the biggest thing. I used to worry a lot about loads of things. And doing the the ice, you'd have to surrender in a way and just forget about all the, the issues. And, and I think the biggest thing with me, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's crazy, right? The biggest thing with me, I didn't really grieve over losing my my dad. And this is where stress can be a massive issue for the tissues in our body because we can hold on to me- memory. So I learned this in the school, tissue memory. So if you feel sadness or grief, it can be with you for like years. So Going in the ice bath the first time doing it, I took this worry head on and now I'm at peace. So not only that it helps with the physicality side, it can help with the mental side. That's amazing, James. That really is. I'm not sure that I'm quite at a stage where I find peace in my cold showers. <laughs> the the thing I'm, is though, the, the thing is, <laughs> Aim, <laughs> so I was with Eamon Holmes yesterday. So we went to see a match and he, so, so he says hello. By the oh, way, I love Because I told him that I was yeah. coming on the show. Oh, that's so nice. Lovely man. So, so I so badly want him to like do it. But the nearest that we've got to is him doing a, a, a foot bath, a foot to ice bath. So, <laughs> okay, that's the start, isn't it? So that's the you start. Know. So um, hopefully I can get him in it. <laughs> Oh, well, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Well, we are going to take a short break now, but when we come back, I'd love to talk to you more, James, with some really practical advice on some of the techniques and the strategies that you've learned that we can all use to look after our bodies and help it reach its full potential. Don't go away. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, welcome back. And James, we're having such a great chat. And I, I do I have it. a vision. Well, I've got this vision in my head of my friend Eamon sitting with his feet in an ice bath. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and hopefully they graduate to a full bath of cold water. I mean, could we do that? You know, seriously, could we just run a cold bath, chuck in some ice cubes and jump in? Yes. And it's just like training anyway. It doesn't have to be that you, you do a, a full one straight away. So you can start off with a cold shower and just do seconds um, because it's all about getting that shock because we don't get that shock anymore. We don't get that shock that the body needs. So like stress is good, but then again, it's bad. But in you need order a little bit the, of stress, don't you? Exactly. System. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just really proud of him because he was in a lot of pain and he's getting better. Still a long, long journey ahead. Yes. Um, but he's, yes. but he's up for the challenge. So let's move on then and talk about pain, because that is something that is so prevalent in far too many people's lives. And I've got various family members who are you know, quite significantly affected by it. And it's, it's awful to experience and it's awful to watch as well. What are your main protocols really when treating pain in specific parts of the body? This topic always saddens me because people give up and they just assume that they're going to be in pain for the rest of their life. And I think that we first need to start with what is the meaning of pain? Because pain is a completely different language. So the terminology is going to be very good because if we don't understand the the layers or the characteristics or the intensity of what pain can be, how can we explain it to the medical professionals, such as the GEPs, uh, osteopaths, the physios, everyone out there? So I do talk about that in my book. I go through the basics of pain because there is emotional pain. There's nociceptive pain, which is tissue damage, and there's neuropathic pain, which is nerve pain. So just using words like stabbing or stinging pain or like rating the pain 1 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10, using this descriptive way how to talk about pain 
can get people to bring the best out of the therapist or the medical professionals to like get them to the right person. Yes. And do you think that there are ways of of helping pain? You know, can all pain be treated or or is there some pain that people just have to kind of learn to live with? I think everyone is different, as I've mentioned. So, So it's doing our utmost best to try and fix it. And if we can't fix it 100%, it's about how we manage it. And managing it doesn't mean that we need to be on painkillers in terms of chronic pain forever, except if we're under palliative care. So as I said, it's um, managing pain so you aren't getting the full throttle of pain and also doing the best that we can, trying to exhaust every measure of tools that can try and eradicate this pain. I mean, one of the most common areas of pain, particularly as we age, I think, is lower back pain. Yes. That must be such a common thing that you as an osteopath will see and hear about all the time. What would you say would be a starting point for somebody listening to this who's who has an issue with lower back pain? I think look out for these clues because the body's so, so clever. And the first thing that I want to get across is that pain is actually a good thing because everyone just associates pain as being negative. Pain is a protective measure because if you take away pain, so we can go straight and place our hands in like right. hot, hot in water fire. or fire. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's an instruction <laughs> to the body to do something. But it's just understanding these clues that we, we need to listen to saying that, look here, Liz, like you've got to do something with your back pain because it's a two out of 10 now. But if you keep on going, it's going to be to a nine out of 10. It can cause a fracture. It can cause a disc issue that's herniated. So, it, so it's just trying to watch out for these things. And I do teach that in the book. But it's just getting moving because as we age, because we are a nation now where we don't move. And as we age or over time, we like seize up. And you look at athletes, there are some athletes that don't really stretch out. And like when that happens and they stop playing, they just seize up quick. And they wonder, oh, well, well I'm fit and strong. Why am I seizing up? Because... They didn't get into good practice at an early age. Going back, because you mentioned Usain Bolt. So I never actually treated Usain Bolt, but I was treating members of his team. So I, I went over to like Kingston. I was there at 2012 treating the Caribbean athletes. But I did help out with Usain Bolt's therapist and teach him a couple of skills. And like mm. um, the reason why Usain Bolt was really good because he had a, a therapist follow him around everywhere. And of course, we can't all have that, but I want people to build a team of people around them. So in the book, it can be a family member or a partner that can can like treat you because I do. So I do understand that there's people out there that can't afford to see someone such as my uh, my my yourself. So going back to that Mm. pain, if a family member can do something that's easy and safe, but effective and do that on a, a daily basis or even once a week or even once a month, it will help them. So, so you're talking yeah. about things like partner stretches where you're using somebody else to help you get yeah. into that stretch. So assisted stretching as well as hands-on because we are scared to touch our own body. So we can do self-massage or we can get someone to just get a little bit of oil and massage our back. Because one pattern that I found going back to lower back pain is that if you've got lower back pain, you've got a tight bum. <laughs> Funny, funny to, like, to, to like say that, but, okay. uh, but our bum is tight. So if you loosen up your bum, so you can use a foam roller, you can use 
someone else to like place their elbow on there, mm-hmm. but lightly, nothing hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So doing that in itself can take the, the, the pressure away from the low back because you're going to think the low back is the main area where all our weight is like loads up there. So over time there's wear and tear. So if there's no harmony in the body all the way from the head to the, to the feet, all that load for those number of years takes its toll. So it's understanding that we need to do something now. And you can start at any age. You can start at any age and do that. I really like what you said about reassessing the way we look at pain and not seeing it as a negative. Obviously, by definition, it's painful. It hurts. It's pain. But it it is actually that signal to the body that says, uh, excuse me, you need to be doing something about this because this is not right. And therefore, I've got the pain. And and hearing it as a message from your body and, and not just it being a symptom. I guess it is a symptom, but it, it's more than that. It's actually a directive for us to take action and not just numb it with a painkiller. Exactly. And there's different levels of pain. So like if you go to the, the red flags of pain, so so I, I call it this, this term that you need to go to A&E or you need to go and see a, a doctor. So I'm not saying that, that the hands-on approach or manual therapy or, or alternative therapy is always the answer. It's known when to go to a doctor to have an intervention through surgery or anything that like a, cortis, a cortical steroid injection if you've exhausted every route um, right. to, that, to that stage. So it's understanding the right channels to like go to for your pain. So you're not against things like steroid injections then if, as you say, you've exhausted other routes? Yes, yes, because that's the that's been part of the, the team because just like in a football team, a rugby team or any type of sports team, you would have the medical people being the doctors, the physios, the chiropractors, but it's knowing when to like, go to either Mm. And ultrasound too. I know a lot of medics and physios will use ultrasound. Is that something that's in part of your toolkit? Ultrasound, because it's a non-invasive thing as well. It was popularly used in the 80s and the 90s. So now people use shockwave and, as I said, techotherapy and laser therapy. So there's there's different tools out out there that can be help, helpful. But I just want people to know of these things and try and explore mm-hmm. them. It's exciting, isn't it? Because what it seems to me that you're bringing together so much of the old and the traditional, you know, the acupressure, that these oriental philosophies, cupping, for example, which is so ancient, I think it even predates acupuncture. I mean, it's, it's, yes. uh, it was around probably before needles were. And you then combining that, then you talk about lasers and I don't know, I, I imagine things like photobiomodulation and infrared. Oh, and, definitely. You know. <laughs> you, yes. you know your stuff. Ooh. <laughs> Wow, I like that. Thank I like you. that. Yeah, that. Uh, um, let's, should, really should, should we talk about that for, for people that haven't uh, haven't tried it or haven't heard that term? Yeah, let's see if I can say it. photo mobile. I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> Photobiomodulation. So basically, yeah, so that's basically laser laser the therapy. Yeah, yeah, so that's the LED light and the near yeah. infrared. So um, so I love that because it works really well for like knees. So if someone's suffering from osteoarthritis or any type of joint injury, and you don't want someone touching it, that is the best non-invasive thing. So I've got one, and I used it on Eamon for his back. So when he had a disc issue, it's really, really good there, because 
when it was very uh, cute, I can just shine the light on, the laser on there, and it worked a yes. trick. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, it's lovely to have all these, you know, as you say, the high tech, the low tech, the old and the new, hopefully helping to build a, a pain-free body. But the thing is, though, it's going back to being Sherlock Holmes. You've got to, like, so I want everyone to be their own pain detective, watching out for their clues, but having their education, but having their solutions through trial and their error that is effective and finding what works out best for that for that person. Yeah, I love that. Your nickname, Sherlock Holmes of body and pain <laughs> diagnosis. Yeah. And you, you can absolutely tell where that's come from. So can we finish up by talking about some of the, the, the exercises and the tips that you've got in the book on how to maintain our bodies and, and prevent pain? Because obviously prevention is better than cure. You've got lots of strategies, hopefully, if people do need curing. But how can we best, you know, if we have, say, 10, 15 minutes a day, what would you best suggest that we use that time for? So I'm thinking about spreading the 50 minutes a day throughout the whole day. So you, you're going to laugh at me now. So every time, so I go to Liverpool to see some f- football players. So I'm going to have a long journey ahead. So I would be fitting up the car and that's when I do my stretches. When I'm brushing my teeth, I can be marching on the spot or I can be stretching my leg muscles or like moving my uh, my arms. When I finish having a shower, I have my towel at the back of me with my elbow straight and I'm stretching my uh, chest out. So I'm talking about static and dynamic ways of moving. But most importantly, as a nation, we aren't moving. So the directivity is so important because our ancestors will be not happy at this moment of time because like back in the day, they would be hunting for their food. So they would be moving and doing all various pathways of activities. So even if it's just a minute of raising the heart rate and that can be running on the spot or even going for a walk to the park or when we're watching a TV show that we, like if we've got an exercise bike, just um, get on it, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, so all of those things are so important, but we have to make it realistic. I don't want it being a, a case where you try it for a week and then you're so tired saying this is so hard. So I just basically want, to get across that something is better than nothing. So don't be hard on yourself. If you can just dedicate seconds or like a minute a day, that's enough for that part or time in your life. So don't be really hard. No. And I mean, one of the things that I like to do because I am quite time poor and I've spoken to a lot of personal trainers and who, who suggest this, I'd like to get your view on it is squats. So, you know, first thing in the morning out of bed before we've even really got time to think about the day, just squat down up, down up, (laughs) however many times you can manage it to get those glutes fired up and working. Is that something that's going to help? I mean, you mentioned about having stability for lower back pain, presumably, and having a tight bum, presumably doing lots of squats. Could that ward off lower back pain? It can because it's it's a holistic movement. So it's not just affecting the, the lower back. It's good for your hips, your knees and the flexibility of your ankles. And also you, it's just like anything. You can start off small. So you don't need to go very, very low. So it can just be like a small squat and then straighten your like knees. And over time, as you improve where you can get get lower because the perfect squat is when your back is straight and you can go all the way down. So it's Whoa. about the quality of movement because people have the pattern or the tendency to move the back forwards 
Yes. And then they, they, and and, and, and mm-hmm. then they try and squat. So that's why I say to these people, just do a small squat because the aim is not for the, their back to, to move. Right. So stay upright looking ahead. So with your, your neck over your spine and your, your spine over your hips. Yes. Instead of upright. Fascinating. James, I, I honestly, I could talk to you all day. I feel that we're very much on the same page with so many things. Your book is brilliant. It's simply called Body. Is that right? It's called Body. And I'm just a, a testament that anything's possible because I, like, I'm not sure if you noticed. So I suffered from a stammer when I was really, really young. And, really? I uh, did not notice. And, and I do often mutter my uh, words and things. But for me to be on this podcast, speaking with you and to write a book, as my chapter, uh, my my first chapter states that anything is possible. So I'm just, seriously, it has been a pleasure speaking to you. And it, oh, it, it, you. it seems that you have a wealth of knowledge. I'm so impressed with your knowledge <laughs> in this podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm very fortunate to have spoken to very many experts. So I'm not an expert myself, but I, I've had the privilege of chatting to many who've shared. Oh, bless you. But, their, their but you need to do like ice bath. You need, you need I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I shall fill up the ice cube tray and uh, and consider it this weekend. Ah, <laughs> uh, music to my ears. I love it. I love it. Uh, James, thank you. Where do we find you online? Obviously, we can go out and, and buy the book, but where else are you searchable? So my website, so my company's called Rising Health. So it's www.risinghealth.co.uk, and I'm on Instagram and all social media panels. So. At James D Health is my name. James D Health. Yeah. Well, thank you very much indeed. Huge good luck for the book. And it's thank been a real pleasure to chat. Thank you. I've seriously enjoyed it. And guess what? This is my first podcast I've done. So No way. So you have taken away my virginity of podcasts. Oh. <laughs> my goodness, you're making me blush. Uh, I'm thrilled that it's gone so well. So thank you very yeah. much. Do come back again. Thank you. Thank you very much. All the best. Well, James Davies, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. So enjoyed that chat. What a fascinating chap he is and excellent advice too. I'm sure that we will all have really benefited from what James has kindly shared with us today. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you will find more information, links and resources, so much more over on the website, lazellewellbeing.com. And if you can relate to anything that we've talked about or you're simply enjoying the podcast or would like to get in touch with us you can find me on social media i'm at lizelle me or my team are at lizelle wellbeing do leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform it really does help other people to find us and we are so grateful until the next time we chat go well bye-bye the Lizelle Wellbeing Show is presented by me, Lizelle, and is a Fresh Air production with grateful thanks to my producers, Ellie Smith, Sarah Moore and Emma Crampton. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.